0: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. with Shannon Davis. everybody welcome aboard well we made it to another week we're excited to be here with Pastor Joseph Ferrara come to you from Port St. Lucie Florida my friend uh, welcome back and uh, would you like to open us up in prayer today the mic is yours Sure, Shannon. yes I would Father in Jesus name we thank you and we give you praise we enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving we thank you Lord that you are the almighty creator, and that you created us for a purpose. You know us before the foundation of the world, and you know us now, and you give us breath to breathe. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We ask that he will breathe on this one hour that we have to bid for the souls of humanity. That's what you called us for, to do your bidding, Lord, and to ask people to come to Jesus, to uh, tell them that it's very serious. We do it with joy, we do it with love, but it's a very serious thing in their life. The most important thing in people's lives is to make their right decision for Jesus Christ because it will put down where they're going to spend eternity. Eternity is never-ending time. And that's where we're all going, and we're all headed that place, two places that we can go. Jesus said so, he warned us of it, and he said get off the broad road to destruction and get off the narrow road, the gate that leads to life. We're going to be talking about the Blessed Hope today. That is the title of this message. There's only one hope for mankind, and that is the blessed hope, Jesus Christ. He is blessed forevermore. He was in eternity past. He's the rock of ages, cleft for us. He always has been, and he always will be. And we understand that by faith. We put our faith into that Then he stepped into uh, life here on earth. He always was, always will be. And he was being worshipped by the angels and all creation. And then he stepped into time and became a man like you and I. And he came to preach about love. He came to preach about uh, what happened to uh, his enemy, uh, Satan, and how he had made a made a place for him. In Ezekiel it talks about how uh, Satan wanted to be like him but he could not be like God because he was a created being. He taught us many things. He taught us about the kingdom, the love of the Father, and love for one another. And uh, he taught us about being kind to one another and uh, bringing people to Jesus. He sat down with sinners. He ate with them, and he told them of a better way. And then he left us here, and he gave us the Holy Spirit. He is a person, and he is God. We thank God that we have the Holy Spirit. He's in every believer today. And if you do not have the Spirit of God in you, then you don't belong to him. You don't belong to God. That's what the scripture says. So we're going to thank him today because of saving our soul. We were headed for eternal death in hell, separated from God. But because of the great love of God, because of his grace, and because of his word being so rich, he saved us. He came to us and saved us in our lost lost, terrible lost how we were so lost, he came to us and called us to him many people say well I found the Lord, no God found you Jesus is the good shepherd and he's coming to you today according to his word the father is drawing you by the power of the Holy Spirit by the name of Jesus and he always lifts up Jesus because of what he did for us. We are, are the saved. We're not lost anymore. We once were lost, but now we're found. We once were blind, but now we see. And now we can see the light. Our eyes are open, and now we can see what life was all about. Many of us said, why didn't this happen sooner? Because it was our time to come. Just like today is the day of salvation, it's your time to come to Jesus. This is your time to meet him today. You will meet him spiritually when he comes into your life. But he's not in your life if you don't have him. If you're not born again, you don't have him. You have to invite him in. He makes the invitation... And he says, give me all your burdens, and come and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest unto your soul. He calls you today. He's inviting you to come today. So listen to the word now. We do pray for those that are listening. We pray for the anointing to come upon their hearts, that they will hear the word today. We pray for the orphans and uh, the soon uh, afflicted, those that are afflicted with all kinds of sickness and disease, all those that are sick and diseased in their bodies. We pray for them today by faith, and we agree with them, those that want healing. We agree with them today. The Bible says if you pray and agree, with someone being God's will, that he will do it. So we pray and agree with all those that are uh, afflicted and sick and diseased, those that are oppressed of the devil. We pray for deliverance that you can ask the Lord today. We will agree with your prayer and your cry today. We pray for those widows in the church that the Lord, you will send help for them. And we pray for the missionaries all over the world that heard the call and went. And we do pray specifically for Mozambique today that you will pour out your spirit upon this nation, Lord God, in Africa. We pray for Mozambique, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will pour out your spirit and that you would give help to that area, Lord. Much water, food, clothes. Father God, the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have a lot of missionaries there, Lord. We pray for an outpouring of your spirit, Father God. We pray for those that went to Jamaica, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for them. The evangelistic team that went to Jamaica, Anthony and Michelle, and etc., we pray for them today for an outpouring of your spirit upon them, that you will strengthen them, anoint them, and give them a uh, supernatural strength for the terrain is very, very rough in the heat, Father God, I pray that they will have miracle signs, and wonders following the preaching of the Word. We love you today, Lord. We can't say enough today. We can't give enough thanks, O oh Lord God. You give us many benefits, Lord. 68 of the psalm says you give us many benefits, O oh Lord God, and we want you to know today that we love you, and we're grateful, Lord, for all that you do in our lives. We, we, we want to give thanks today that you use us, oh Lord God, for your, for your work, that you gave us a voice. And, uh, Lord, like, uh, John the Baptist said, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Lord, I cry out today to the people to come, to come to Jesus, Lord, because He is the blessed hope. And this is the title of the message today. Jesus, the blessed hope. So he's the giver of life. I pray that you are alive because you became a a soul and God breathed into Adam and Eve and gave them life. And you inherited that and now you need spiritual life. If you do not have spiritual life, you're dead. You're dead in your trespasses and sins and the Lord wants to resurrect you today and take those things off your eyes so that you might see and understand that you are a sinner and you're headed for eternal punishment and eternal separation from God. But see, God made a way. God loves you. God loves you. There is no excuse For mankind, Romans chapter 1 says there is no excuse because man can see that there is a living God that created this earth. And God gave man much knowledge about himself. And today he gives you the good news that you don't have to go to hell and pay for your sins for eternity. You don't have to go there. You don't have to continue to live in your sins. You don't have to continue to have sin, have dominion over you. Because Jesus overcame all that at the cross. He overcame. And everyone that comes to the cross and receives becomes an overcomer. Becomes a new person in Christ. Receives eternal life. Remember, we're saved, we're being saved, and we would be saved. We will be saved of all those that want to be saved. So today we preach the gospel. I'm in Romans chapter 8, Father God. And I pray that you pour out your spirit now. On all the ears that hear your word, we proclaim the good news. We ask for your blessing today, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm in Romans chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. All those that do not have Jesus, that are not born again, live under that condemnation. Because they're under the law of sin and death. The wages of sin is death, the Bible proclaims. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So we see here that uh, verse 25 in Romans chapter 7 says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You see, we're free from sin, Christians. We're free from sin. Sin will not have dominion over us. Jesus conquered it at the cross and we're being saved, we're being uh, sanctified from all our sins, and God is making us holy and pure unto him. Romans 8, 3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Jesus became sin. Jesus took the sins of the whole world according to the epistles of John. He died for the sins of the world. He took all sin upon him. The Father smote him with all sin of the earth. He did know no, no sin. He was not a sinner, but he became sin so that sinful flesh that condemns us could not have dominion over us anymore he bore the penalty for every human being's sin everybody that is listening he took your sins you know what they are you know you're practicing sin he already died he already paid for them they're already paid for All you have to do is believe. Believe in what he did for you because he loved you. And he did not want you to go to hell where all the rebellious are. You see, when we're born, we we are born with a nature of disobedience and rebellion against God. And at the cross, that is broken. Because once you're born again of the Spirit, you become obedient. You become obedient to the law. The Lord, obedience is better than sacrifice. So when we become born again, we change, we yield to the Spirit. You see, now you've been born of the Spirit. See, you need the Spirit, the Bible says. You need the Spirit. Because those that do not have the Spirit, they do not belong to God. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the, the, uh, Word of God says. You have no, no newness of life because you haven't become new. You haven't become new. So, that's what the Word teaches. So today, everything can change. Everything can change today in your life. You become a new person today. In verse 4 of Romans 8, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. You see, that's the old nature. People that obey the old nature, obey their own will, that's what they live in sin. They they call that carnality. Carnality. But they that are after the spirit, they are after the things of the spirit. Their minds are made up. They're not going to listen to the old nature. They reckon the old nature dead at the cross. They reckon the flesh dead at the cross. And it was crucified. I crucify my flesh. I no longer live, but Jesus lives in me. And I yield now to the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit. I, I let the spirit control me. Romans chapter 8 verse 7. Because the cardinal mind, the cardinal mind, let's look at 6 first. For to be cardinally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, you want peace? You need to be spiritually minded. You you need to seek the things of the Spirit. And that's the gift that God gave us through Jesus Christ when he told his disciples in Acts chapter 1, he said he was going to send the comforter. He told Thomas in John 14 that he was going away and that meant that he was going to be crucified And then he would be risen from the dead, and he will go to heaven, and he will give us a helper. Somebody just like Jesus would come, and his name is the Holy Spirit. And he is in us. He is our helper. He is the one that comes beside us, and he's the one that helps us. He's the one that instructs us. This is the way, walk ye in it. Sometimes the angels say, this is the way, walk ye in it. He is your helper. Just like Jesus was the helper of the disciples when he was on earth, the Holy Spirit becomes your helper. And he comes upon you, he comes beside you, he is in you, but he's not in the people that do not believe. They do not have the blessing of the Spirit. They have the kingdom of darkness. They are bound by the kingdom of darkness. And they are in prison to the kingdom of darkness, which is controlled by Satan. The Bible says you are dead in trespasses and sins. Just like I was in 1980. I was walking around. I was partying a lot. And I was doing all the things in the world. And I was walking death. I was dead in my trespasses and sins. That's what Ephesians chapter 2 teaches That if you do not have the spirit, you're dead in your trespasses and sins. You need to be born again. That's what it means to be born again. Spiritually, you've been born already of your mother and father, whoever they were that came together and have you. But you don't have the spirit. That comes with a, another birth that comes from heaven. John the Baptist proclaimed, every good and perfect thing comes from above. Every gift comes from above. The gift of salvation comes from above today, into you. That's the power of Almighty God. That's what he wants to do for all those that will obey him today, That hear his word and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's what the Bible teaches. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, that means it's an enemy. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. This is Paul the Apostle talking about in the book of Romans that they have been transformed. They were once in darkness. They were once in the kingdom of of darkness. They did not have the spirit, but now they do. He says, you're not in the flesh anymore, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I want to say that again. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I want to say it again. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That means that person does not believe, does not have Christ. That's what God says. That's what God says. Verse 10, Romans 8.10 And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of life because of righteousness. So now the spirit of life takes over the, the sin nature. We yield now to the to the life that is given by Jesus Christ in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we reckon sin and dominion and the kingdom of darkness dead. Sin will not have dominion over me. But Romans eight eleven, the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That means life. Quicken means life. God is the creator of life. Jesus breathed into man and gave him life by his breath. Jesus is a quickening spirit. When we have Jesus, we get quickened and we experience life and life more abundantly. John 10.10, the Gospel of John. Jesus is the door. The door is open. Come, everybody. Come and lay all your burdens at his feet. Come and have a relationship with him. Come and know him. Come and pray unto him. Come and talk to him. Come and praise him. Come and sing unto him. Come and bless him this day. Your opportunity. The door is open. For spirit and life. The transformation today. When you become a new person. In Jesus Christ, the old shall pass away. Behold, all becomes new. Newness of life takes over old life that was lived. Newness of life takes over old life that was already lived. It takes over it. You don't want to be there no more. It's old. It's dead. It's all under the blood. Jesus forgave you of your sins. When you ask for forgiveness and you accept Jesus Christ, the blood in the mercy seat washes your sins away. What you did in the past is all washed away when you confess it to the Lord Jesus Christ. By the power of the blood, there is power. Power, wonder working power in the blood of the lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power at the precious blood of the lamb. You know, it's written in history books It's written in books that rabbis wrote. It's written by witnesses of what happened at the cross when the blood of Jesus came off him and fell on a Roman soldier. The blood immediately touched his life, and he was transformed right there, and then he was converted to Jesus Christ He was a practicing Roman soldier. He was a practicing sinner, and he was delivered that day, and he went out and he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He became an evangelist. It is the truth. It's written in history books. The blood cleansed him from his sin when he put the sword into Jesus' side The blood came on that Roman soldier and he became a preacher of the good news. That is a fact. That is truth. That's the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't kill him. He is alive. He was dead, but he's alive forevermore. You cannot kill him. He is eternal. And he is reigning. And he will reign for eternity. And if you get born again, you will reign with him throughout eternity. I'm in Romans 8. I'm in Romans 8. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We don't own a debt to our old nature. We don't want to live the old way no more. We want to live the new way, which is in Christ, which is in the Spirit. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of this body, you shall live. In other words, you put to death the old desires. Of your sinful nature. And you repent of them. And you don't want them. And you yield to the Holy Spirit. To use you in the new ways that God wants to do in your life. The new works that he wants to do in your life. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Romans 8.14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God leads us by His Spirit. That's why I'm here today. God leads me to preach to you today. How will you hear without a preacher? How will you hear unless they're sent? How will you hear unless they have a message? They are the oracles of God. God gives them the message to preach. It is just like God talking to you by the Spirit. God gives the communicator, the preachers, the teachers, he gives them the evangelists, the prophets, apostles, and the pastors, the word of God, and they teach and they preach to the people. That's God talking to them. That is God talking to them by the Spirit. By the Spirit. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. That's what God told Paul to tell Timothy. Timothy was Paul's son in the faith. He was teaching him the ways of God, and he was a timid young man compared to Paul, but God told him, and he wrote it in the book of Timothy, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And today the world is is in bondage to fear. Bondage to deceiving spirits has people bound. They're in fear. You don't have to fear no man. You just fear God. Sometimes you have to overcome fear by just going and overcoming it. And if you have a spirit of fear that's oppressing you, God will take it away. God will take it away if you believe and you don't want it. God will take it away in the name of Jesus. Like the man that preached in the book of Acts, when he preached in chapter 8 or 10, he preached the anointed one, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And spirits came out of people as he was preaching the word of God, it says. Evil spirits, people of that were in bondage to spirits of fear, came crying out of them under the anointing of the Messiah Jesus Christ. Because you have received the Spirit of adoption. God the Father has adopted you as his children, whereby we cry Abba Father, Abba Father. When you know God, you cry out, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And he said in his word as Jesus was preaching that the Father will come speedily when he hears your cry, and he will help you. Because you have a father. And he has adopted you in the faith. And you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear nobody. Because you have a father. And you're adopted in the faith. You're adopted in the family of God. You become a son of God. You haven't received the spirit of fear. In verse 16 of Romans 8, the Spirit itself beareth it witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. How do we know we're the children of God? The Holy Spirit takes over our spirit that was dead. Our spirit was dead in trespasses and sins. But when we become born again, our spirit becomes alive. It gets quickened, and the Holy Spirit is in us, and it bears witness with us. It is a discerning spirit that we have the anointing that no man deceive us, and we know that we're a child of God. How do we know? Because we know. How do you know? Because you know. Because you have that anointing in you that tells you the truth. The Holy Spirit is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. He is the truth. No lies in God. God forbid. Let every man be a liar. God doesn't lie. And if children then heirs, we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Christ means the anointed one. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Sometimes we suffer with Christ for the will of God. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. All of you that are suffering with Christ, all of you that are being spit upon, all of you that are being persecuted, all of you are being threatened that they'll cut your head off, all of you that are suffering for the name of Jesus, well, I tell you what the Word says, that you will have great rewards that cannot be compared to what you're going to receive in heaven. The glory of God will speak what you've suffered here with Christ. Be ye faithful. Be ye faithful. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation Of the sons of God. Verse 19. I'm in Romans chapter 8. For the earnest expectation. Of the creature. Waited for the manifestations. Of the sons of God. They're seeing them today. They will see them in eternity. But they're seeing them today. As God uses men and women. And he uses them. In the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if we walk in love, in the book of John, it says that we will see, we will feel, we will hear in our seven uh, spirits that we have in us the manifestations of God. We will hear them, we will see them, we will smell them. This is what God has given us as we walk in love. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but the reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Hope. We live in hope because we have the blessed hope and we are saved. We are being saved, and we will be saved, because we have the blessed hope in us. Jesus Christ is the blessed hope. It says in his word, in the book of titus, the book of Titus chapter two, eleven for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Hallelujah. I am zealous of this work because I want to see you in heaven for all eternity. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 21, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. For we know that the whole creation, goeth. Grown it and travail it in pain together unto now. The pains, the birth pains of what's coming in the future, the birth pains on this earth of corruption, of the sin of mankind, the sin of mankind make the earth, for a better word, vomit, throw up because of sin, because of sin and corruption on this earth. The earth is throwing up before God, and God sees it, and God knows that this world is going to come to not an end, but an end of the age. There's going to be an end of the age when the Gentiles come in, Jesus is going to do great things, and he will deliver the Jews and his people, and we that are alive and born again shall reign with him. In the book of Zechariah, it talks about when Jesus comes back and he comes back into Israel, he will put his foot on that rock and an earthquake will happen and that's where we're going to worship him. That's where we're going to praise him for a thousand years. When Jesus comes back to this earth, we will rule and reign with him on this earth in the in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's coming back. He's coming back in the rapture of the church. He's coming back for you when it's time for you to pass. You will see him. You will see him in the second coming, all you that are saints. And not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. The groaning that you have in you is from the Holy Spirit groaning in you. You are the first fruits of the Spirit, waiting for the adoption to which the redemption of our body. For when we're going to receive a glorified body, we are being saved. We are saved. We will be saved. And when we pass, we will have a glory, glorious body, a new body. For we are saved by hope. For we are saved by hope, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? I'm hoping for what Jesus said in his word, and I stand before God, and I stand before man, and I hope in him that he will finish the work that he started in me and all his people. For we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Romans 8.25 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh it intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. you see, the Holy Spirit is praying for us for the will of God, and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You see that all things that you have going through in your life, all things that you have gone through in your life, they're all working for your good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You see, he knew you before the foundation of the world. He knew that you were going to accept Jesus Christ. So you are predestined. You are predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What a word. What a word. If God is for me, who can be against me? I stand on the foundation of his word. No matter what happens, if God is for me, who can be against me? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things who shall weigh anything to the charge of God's elect it is God that justify it who is he that condemn it it is Christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That's the blessed hope. Romans chapter 8. That's the blessed hope. All of you that do not have Jesus Christ. And are not born of the spirit. You do not have that hope. But God wants you to have. Hope. The only hope for the human race. Is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Father, who will adopt you today as His Son and as His daughter. The Holy Spirit, who that will come in you and live in you, and you will be a new creature. All that you did, all your sins today, if you repent, and you make an act of obedience, and you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you want Jesus as your personal Savior, and that you believe what he did for you at Calvary, what he did for you on the cross, and you ask him to come in and you live for him, you will be his son and his daughter. You will be on your way to eternity. Eternal life you will have. As you are saved, as you are being saved, as you will be saved. For you will be more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. A conqueror. What will give you the strength to run like a true? A I don't care how old you are right now. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how deep you've gone into sin. I don't care if you've never had a Bible. I don't care if you never heard of Jesus Christ. Well, you've heard it today. You've heard a lot of it today. You've heard the whole chapter of Romans 8. God has given to you knowledge so that you can take that knowledge and you can mix it with faith and you can be saved. Everything I read today is truth. Everything I read today is the promises of God to those that believe and accept Christ. Christ means the anointed. He is the anointed one. He is the one that Israel waited for for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And when he came, they rejected him. Will you reject him today? Are you going to reject him today? Are you going to lose your soul? Is that what you're going to do? You're the one that's doing it, not him, not other people. It's your decision. God loves you so much that he has given you a will to make your own decisions of where you want to spend eternity. Think about your children. Think about your mother, your father, your wife, your cousins, your uncles. Think about your friends you might not have any friends well you have associates think of your life how God can use your life to affect many like God saved that person in the Bible that was a maniac out of his mind and Jesus came and delivered him of thousands of demons And he wanted to go with Jesus with the other disciples. And Jesus said, no. You go home and you tell your friends and your family what I did for you. What I did for you. You see, I can do that because God did it for me. And I'm telling you. And I can preach to truth because I have the truth. I've been living the truth. Since 1980, I'm saved. I was lost, but I'm saved. And he's my blessed hope, and he's the love of my life. You can have a relationship with him. You can know God. Just not know about God, but you can know him. That's why he says, and he gives the invitation, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. Come to me, he says. Come and learn of me. And I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'll teach you to my word. I'll give you the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you. When you read my word, he will give you understanding. He will guide and lead you and show you what to do. He'll show you where to go. You will have eternal life in eternity. Just think about it. Eternity is a long time. You see, wherever you live, this is not the end. You see, once you pass here, this is, you're not going to live here. In a sense, you will come back to the earth and live here on earth in the new heavens and the new earth. That's a long, long time away when God gives us the new heaven and new earth that's why man will not destroy this planet it belongs to God, he made it and he will not let man destroy it you're going to live forever you've heard a good piece of truth today the world needs Jesus he is the only hope that that the world has For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to say a prayer now, and you have to say this prayer with sincerity. In other words, you have to really mean what you say and do it. And you have faith. Because God gives you faith and God's given you grace right now. Grace is how you're saved. It's not by your good works. It's not because you're a good person. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none that seeketh unto God, no, not one. The whole world is guilty before God. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you do in life, no matter what your position is, we all have sinned. We all have sinned. The whole human race has sinned. And now you can become a saint. And God will wipe away all your sins. You will become a saint. You will receive the gift of eternal life. You will become a new person. I'm asking all those that want Jesus today and believe in how much He loves you to say this prayer with me. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. And I believe that you died for me. And I repent. I change my mind the way I'm living. And I'm truly sorry for my sins and I ask that you have mercy on me and that you forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died, but I believe that you rose again from the dead and you're sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven. I believe that. I confess that. I come to you right now and I stand before you, Father, in Jesus' name. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and to be my personal Lord and to be my Savior. I confess it with my mouth and I believe it with my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've said that prayer, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, get yourself a Bible, start to read First John Second John, Third John talks about the love of God. Pray to the Lord and ask him to guide and lead you to a full gospel church where they're preaching the Bible so that you have a purpose with the Lord. He loves you and until next time, Father, I ask today that you seal this salvation by the gift of the Holy Spirit. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I ask for healing in people today that need healing in the name of Jesus Christ. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Bless them today, I pray. This is Pastor Joe and my wife Joanne, that we labor with the Lord for your sake and for our sakes. And we love you. Until next time. Jesus is your blessed hope. Amen. I say amen to that. Powerful word today, my friend. We love and appreciate you. And um, thank you for coming on. Good word. We'll see you next time, brother. Okay, Shine. Thank you for blessing me today. Have a good week. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Folks, stay Tune. We're going to live with Terry Jefferson coming up next. Here we go.